Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. Boom, bam, boom, bam. Back. We're back in the hot box doing WrestleMania 29. I do hope you are faring well and looking after each other. This show was broadcast a long time ago. This show was recorded a long time ago. <laughs> this so show was recorded a long time ago. Any weird shit that you don't like, it's because of that. Yes. We wouldn't sometime. be saying the things that we said a month ago that we're saying now. That's true. I, I, yeah. I've actually found it quite sad watching um, you know, wrestling under uh, lockdown yes. conditions. I find it really... I, I mean, I wish they'd just stopped it. And we could have mm. just sort of gone, I can't wait for it to come back. And now I, 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 I watch the, the empty arena stuff and it just makes me feel, I just, it's... You're definitely, you're definitely down on the empty arena stuff, aren't you? You don't, you yeah, don't care for it. Uh, yeah. it, it it's, it's the big thing that nobody knew was just how important the fans are. Mm. And, I, and I, you know, I've seen it for myself, you know, when I've been to live wrestling, you know, and, and matches or evenings that where you've just gone, nothing's really clicking tonight. And you realise mm. that part of the thing that's not clicking is the crowd. And yes. when suddenly they click after with a match, you go, shit, the crowd will just explode what's mm. happening in the ring. And from that point on, once the crowd are in it, all the wrestlers are in it. It's a really strange phenomenon. Mm. When I mean, they've changed it slightly now. So AEW have done some live stuff um, in uh, empty arenas. They've actually been using a place that seemingly has a holes like on the side. So there's a draft coming through. And it seems a bit safer. It's more like the outside. <laughs> But they've had their other wrestlers around the ring, and just having some people around the ring mm. makes all the difference. Really, just, right. you know, hearing reactions. Yeah, the uh, WWE have followed suit now, so a lot of their NXT wrestlers have been drafted in to just stand there all day watching it's like a, it's them like film empty uh, arena matches. It's, it's like a lumberjack match. It really is. It really is. <laughs> so when, they, when they talk about the development center, now, what do they call it? The, the, the what center is it? Uh, the performance center. Performance center. Yeah. center. Is that just kind of like the performance? It's not like wrestling. It's performance centre where presumably you are practicing with cameras well, to, to, to play to cameras and stuff uh, like that. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that it, what the performance everything. thing is? So, so, yes, so the, the performance centre, what they have is they have a number of full-size WWE rings, right. uh, which is, I mean, however many there are. And they have all different sort of areas and rooms. So they have interview places. They, mm. they get everyone ready for the way that WWE works. You know, talking to camera, knowing yeah. where lights are, all the technical side of it along with the wrestling and things like that. They've also got state-of-the-art gyms. This was all something they put together, and it was done because they realised, having destroyed most of the competition, they could no longer work how wrestling's always worked before, which is stars are made in other places and you bring them in. Mm. Instead, they're having to make, make people everything, you yeah. know, from scratch uh, a lot of the time. And other people who've got experience, they bring in and make them wrestle the WWE style. Mm. And I think it's also a constant sort of thing about, you know, nobody now is brought in 
and put on the main roster pretty quickly. Everyone goes through that. And I think it's just that thing of getting a measure of them, yeah. you know, easing them into it and mm. also sort of working out what their major problems are. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, the Performance Centre has been a big boon for them because it's gave them a, a location that it was possible to film mm. television in mm. um, that they otherwise wouldn't have had. So, yeah. I mean, however much money they've spent over that in, in the years, and it's always been a loss maker um, with things like NXT just because it's so expensive, it's worth its weight in gold now. Mm. Um, they, they've got one in the UK as well. It's much mm. smaller, but it's in uh, Enfield in North oh, London. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's NXT UK. Um, although, I mean, rumour is, of course, is that's, that, that's that, going. that warehouse will be up for rent. <laughs> um, I, I say that based on nothing, by the way. It's just Twitter. It'll I'm be the rest of me performance centre. <laughs> <laughs> we can do all our podcasts. Well, it'd be great to have a massive performance centre and then just in the middle of it, a little shed tiny little recording booth really hot <laughs> doing that you'll know when we've got that performance center because every single show we do will sound really echoey. <laughs> be amazing um, aye, aye, aye. let's move on mm. uh, we're on wrestlemania 29 we're about halfway through which is good for us actually yeah, i'm really not, pleased not doing too badly yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's, a, there's a little shot of the uh, ms barrett um pre-show kind of that's thing. right all three moves that they deign to show yeah the pre-show was an hour long but the match was only eight minutes what else were they doing that hour uh, that's I what i would like to know this is the start of uh, everybody talking heads that their, their attempt to sportify it up yeah you know i mean what you got there is you got the undertaker now can he do it it's basically that is every right. pre-show right. for, right. for 50 okay. minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. but what the pre-show is of course is it goes out on youtube and it goes out on in oh, the old drives, days drives pay-per-views yeah. right yeah. in the old days a lot of the pay-per-views used to have a half hour hour beforehand yes um, uh, where they would just be sort of good don't forget contact your provider mm. and it starts slightly hangover from that yeah now it goes out i think i think you know at this time they were still doing limited pay-per-view numbers but it would be on the network and it was just a sort of i don't know they sort of do it because they've always done it can you buy if it's still on YouTube? Could you buy it on YouTube instead of having to sign up for the WWE Network? I guess I don't. How does know. do they do? They don't do pay per views outside the WWE Network, no? Do they? Because they because they well they do. You can still buy it, but the network is nine ninety nine for a single month in right. America. Although the, again, it's changing at the minute. Yeah, uh, or, but you could buy the pay per view as a one off for fifty nine ninety five. So Holy incredibly, moly. people there are still like figures people where will... <laughs> about nine hundred people will buy the pay per view. I just you know we might not have broadband, but at the same time, <laughs> you, you know that's mad. That's mad. Really strange. Um, talking of strange, I love mm. I love those links. I just take the yeah. last thing I've said and I just Repeat put one it. of those words in. Um, P Diddy uh, yes. comes out and he does a, a little a mini concert. The musical acts that they have on in this era, they always act like people here have come to see me. Yes, and there is also yeah. a WrestleMania. Yeah, um, I would I would say that no one paid to see the P Diddy concert. <laughs> That wouldn't have rather seen Ryback. I don't yeah. think there was one person who was like, "This is a clever way of getting to see P Diddy." Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Yes. Nobody, yeah. What are you here for, P Diddy? Yeah, P Diddy. I want to see a really quick. Uh, I want. I want to see three good songs. <laughs> um, that might not happen. <laughs> but, but that's the what, plan what I like about it, he comes out the floor and the first thing the camera does is like show the tip that he's been standing on the elevator <laughs> to come up through the, through the stage and, <laughs> and every time he thinks he's got the right camera to, to do his shit to he's always looking at the wrong camera <laughs> he's always got Someone the wrong camera needs to go to the performance centre oh my word it's I, awful I, I, I mean I, I, I do have that thing about these when, when you come to these things there's a sort of sense of going I'm slumming it and this is a real treat yes, for yeah, these yeah, yeah. Filthy people. Shit kickers. Yeah, yeah. these toads. Um, and out he comes and does it. And I just sort of think it would be like Ryback going to a P. Diddy concert. And they, they go halfway through, he goes, I'm going to stop the music now. 
because for 15 minutes, Ryback is going to drink his nutritional shake. <laughs> and Ryback continually drink it, just going, yeah, make some noise. Cheer. <laughs> ch- ch- chant my name. <laughs> a horrible, horrible image. Oh, it was poor. And, th- and then it just, it just uh, it, it, at the end of the performance, like sometimes there'll be, you know, you'll see the um, Special Olympians or, um, mm. uh, uh, and it is the Special Olympics rather than the Paralympics, isn't it? Yeah, it is yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and and obviously there'll be things. And then at the end of it, they'll go, oh, someone has uh, agreed to be, in this case, PDD has agreed to be the global anti-bullying <laughs> WWE ambassador. So if you thought that gig was shit, yes. you've got a problem, buddy. Yeah. And JBL uh, gives a very nervous smile at the anti-bullying bit. <laughs> oh, he's he absolute shit. Oh, 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 dear. That's, that's good to hear. Oh, I'm dear. glad they're doing stuff about bullying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, we did miss out on the, the, did you see the one in the millions promo? I am one in the million. Yes. I am one in the million. Just getting uh, Vox Pops from like The Rocks. People who know who The Rock is. Yeah. His fans. And like they're just finding, they're just going to Times Square and they're just, they've just found people from Japan and India, uh, wherever people are sort of saying how awesome The Rock is. Mm. And then they settle on a little girl. She's the first one who goes, I smell what The Rock is cooking. <laughs> and, you know, look. We've, as discussed, Peter, uh, 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 the Rock has never had sex in his life. We've never got, <laughs> no, and perhaps he and, and he just pretends that he's seen a lady. He, he, he would the, love, but to the have phrase, sex. but the phrase, "I smell the rock, rock is cooking," just sounds a bit sexual. Uh, and to give that to a li- to a little kid, yeah. is a bit much. Uh, it's, it's that funny thing about how how people over the years <laughs> forgot that all of the Rock's catchphrases were sexual. Yeah, 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 and that sort of you strudel know, and all that business. Yeah, yeah, you know, strudel by which I mean my penis. Yeah, um, you know. Uh, um, <laughs> I'd like, one of his famous phrases, of course, was I would love, I would pay money to see your vagina. <laughs> um, they, again, people forget that was sexual. Yes. Um, Rock would ask that continuously. <laughs> continually. Um, I believe up to the present date, only two people said yes. yes. Both of them were joking. Um, so the Rock foiled in his attempt. Fabulous movie that. And, uh, <laughs> she, oh, poor Rock. Poor uh, Rock. Uh, fingers crossed for you, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope one day you break your duck. Yeah, the old, the old blind squirrel. Not like yeah, In the good. meantime, keep practising. Um, let's move on to Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger. Oh, Pete, I've got a lot to unpick here. Oh, oh mate. Oh, mate. This is how we don't do it. This is, again, we are recording this on the 4th of uh, June uh, in the middle of a uh, widespread um, uh, outpouring of love uh, to the black community and uh, and and trying to um, trying to figure out what the fucking is the, is the fucking dysfunction yep. with people certainly in America and and certainly in the UK what the fuck is pro- wrong, wrong with people uh, that they still have to ask to do these things in 2020 and what the fuck is wrong with this our society that we have to say things like you know black lives matter it, yeah. it, 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 it's obscene that we have to do this yeah but we have to yeah. and we will continue to do it. This was an unwelcome <laughs> scene. I'd go further than that, Pete. I think this is the source of all of the problems in the world <laughs> at the moment. I think it was invented by WWE. <laughs> I think what they did was they made it uh, entertaining, and it was done entertainingly, <laughs> entertaining. and I think it normalised mm. it, and I think the world is in a terrible way now because of a very well-performed Look. series of vignettes by Dirty Dutch Mantel. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a man who I was just recently acquainted with as yeah. being a disgusting 
hairy, hairy, sweaty little sewer otter. backwards boy. <laughs> yeah. He's the man who most resembles scurvy. Yes, he is. He is. He is. Uh, He's a, the rat king. But yeah, b- a backwards rat king. That's exactly <laughs> it. It's, uh, but, so his name is now Zeb Coulter. Yep. And this is a whole um, pastiche of the Tea Party movement. Yes. And of course, we can talk about. Um, the fucking don't step on me, uh, kind of. I'm, I'm like idiots in in, in America, militia, uh, the, yep. militia that, that that have come up through this, and you, you, we joke about this being the genesis of all that's wrong with American society and UK society and 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 and, and society in the West as a whole. But we can also point to the fact that this was a parody of something that was very real. Yeah, and you know it, it antagonised. I think Glenn Beck on Fox News. It did. Yeah. Um, uh, that Glenn Beck was annoyed that uh, that the WWE were uh, taking the piss out of um, the, the Tea Party movement. It was disrespectful. Yeah. The audience What's funny about this is is Zeb Coulter, who's playing this sort of uh, what what they do very cleverly with this is they mirror the the way that those sorts of um, your your, your right wing commentators and mm. your your Tea Party people were speaking. Yeah. And so what they'd never do is go, I don't like black people. Yeah. Yeah. It would they always would go, be roundabout. Yeah. And, yeah. It would be dog whistling. You stuff know. Like, I, yeah. I look around and you know what do i see you know i see things are changing and i'm not sure it's for the better mm. all that sort of stuff people are speaking chinese and hebrew and yeah. all, you know so it's like exactly yeah. you know and he just does it really i mean new he york values they talk about new york values exactly a lot. this is this is the real life version of what it would have been like if you worked for wcw and paul Heyman was there <laughs> you know what you've got this time is essentially zeb coulter is being someone from wcw <laughs> talking to a world of paul Heyman's, and <laughs> I, I mean he's very very good at it mm. and the problem problem for me is he's so good at it mm. it's very very believable and mm. there's a brilliant little video on youtube which is where uh, the, i think you you pointed this out to me on the uh, on the twitter but uh, on our little um, facebook group rather <laughs> where the they mentioned that he's got a youtube channel on wrestlemania yes and it's still there it's, it's so, still yeah. there so they set up because any kind of uh, right-wing uh, commentator slash maniac slash, you know, mm. gun enthusiast would have a presence on YouTube who yeah. wanted to get a, a message out there. So they made this really cheap, shitty-looking YouTube page for Zeb Coulter. Yeah. Um, YouTube.com forward slash we the people Zeb. It's still up there. I don't know why they haven't taken it down because it's effectively a WWE employee. I know, I know. some fucking obscene things. I, I noticed the one thing they have done is they've disabled comments on it. Right. And okay. uh, I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's good. Right, so right, no one's yeah, going to get this wrong. Yeah. Now, it's worth saying why they did this gimmick. So Jack mm. Swagger was called the All-American American. Right. He was a decorated high school sort of wrestling star. He'd mm. done amateur stuff. Um, and they portrayed him as this sort of new, new version of Kurt Angle, really. Right. Someone who was so collegiate and American that you actually didn't like them very much. Mm. But he'd had problems getting over. Over. And one of the reasons he had really getting over was that he did not sound like he looked. So he had quite a lisp. So he was Jack Swagger. Yeah. And what they did was they put him with Zeb Coulter and they used that idea about Americanisms and, you know, where America was going. Mm. But they had him as the poster boy of this new America and Zeb Coulter is the mouthpiece. Right. There is something brilliant about going you give the the you know the the forward looking young people and then what you have them is manipulated by an old right winger mm. I, I really enjoy some of the stuff they did here mm. the problem was Zeb Coulter is too good at it. And it's not like he sits there going, I see all these people coming out and uh, I don't know what they're eating. I, uh, you know, noodles, noodles to you, you know, and you can go, well, this is just wrestling. Mm. He's really, really good at it. <laughs> and what you end up having is a character that is so well realized, mm. he's just saying things that are horrible. Yeah. And it's like, 
they're meant. And yeah. what's funny, I suppose, at this time, that was still seen as being very much a heel. Mm. And you would know that. Watching back now, if you did that in front of an American audience, half of them would be applauding and half of them would be mm. booing. It would be, they'd be fighting in the stands, really. <laughs> and, I, and I found it really sort of odd looking at it and going, wasn't it such an innocent time yeah. before all these people came along be, and you, ruined everything? You could be playful. Yeah. Uh, with an, uh, with, you, could, you could have a heel that is, you know, it wasn't like... Uh, you know, it wasn't like they were, you know, beheading. It wasn't a fucking jihadi kind no, of character. Sort of no, thing. We, was, we've was, done that before. It was this, yeah. <laughs> so it was, the, it was this kind of like um, general pastiche of a fucking idiot. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, but is wrestling is wrestling grown up enough in every other uh, artery of its being? Yeah. Now that, that do, do you it. trust wrestling to get it right, and do you trust the fans of wrestling to interpret it in the same way? I, I would argue, a hundred percent agree. I a hundred percent agree. Now, I think, I think the reality is that one video that they have on the YouTube thing, mm. which is them talking to to, to Glenn Beck, mm. I believe it wasn't actually for television. I think they did it as a an attempt to get Glenn Beck to come onto Raw, mm. where they said they'd give him five minutes of unedited. Uh, cool. live airtime to speak. Do not forget, the person who runs this company is, is very a much very, a very close friend of the President <laughs> Donald Trump. He has always been a Republican. Mm. He has paid lots. I think uh, the, the man's are the largest private donors to Donald Trump's presidential campaigns. Jeez. You know, this is not a company that a character like that is something that they historically, mm. at the top, would have been against. It's yes. very much like a person they probably would take to dinner. <laughs> so that's also where a problem comes in. Yes. Now, the bit they do to Glenn Beck is there's a great bit where Zeb Coulter does one of his horrible promo trails on there mm. talking about, you know, otherness and things. Yes. And then he suddenly just, they, they take off the green screen, the camera angle shuts, and it's the two of them, and he starts addressing Glenn Beck directly. And, and Dutch Mantel is such a good talker, Zeb Coulter, that he just he just sort of goes... What I'm doing there is I'm doing a promo in the form of a heel. Now, in our business, the wrestling business, we have uh, two <laughs> different things. When we do a promo, we're trying to get people to come in. And he is majestic in this. Mm. He identifies himself by his real name. He gets Jack Swagger, who says, uh, I'm Jake Hager. Which is, uh, Jake Hager doesn't have any sibilance in, so it would have been a better name for him in the start. He does now wrestle London. And he just explains that they are wrestling fans, that this is a character he is mm. portraying, that they're an entertainment business, mm. and that Glenn Beck, I think, had called wrestling stupid. Mm. And he was like, it's not stupid, and our fans aren't stupid. Mm. Um, and why don't you come in, and you'll have five minutes, and you see how you go down sort of thing. And then they go back into character. And I, I found that brilliant. I've never seen it before. Yeah, I found it absolutely brilliant. Dutch Mantel, uh, I, uh, we mentioned this on the Patreon when we cover Great American Bash, one of the great wrestling minds of all time. One of the proper zelig like every, he's in every era of wrestling and you see him doing this in the 90 in the 2010s i mean he was in the vietnam war he started wrestling in the late 60s 2010s he's coming out and doing the most cutting edge thing which you watch now and you go is it is it like the most prophetic thing i've ever seen you know where that is now our mainstream is that because of zeb fucking Coulter? just astonishing and what they have is they have him against the biggest non-American star, who is the world champion, Alberto Del Rio. Mm. Alberto Del Rio is really, really good in this period. They're building him up as a Mexican superhero. There's a slightly annoying thing they do in here where they can't just have him go, how dare you speak to me like that? You yeah, know, yeah. He has to say, I'm Mexican I, and I'm going to kick your ass. He has came, to go, I came to America. Blah, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Shit, yeah, His yeah. big thing is like, I just, I just want to be a great American. Yeah, yeah. And maybe there's room for me too. 
the fucking kicking in the head, <laughs> not Alberta, making that clear. Um, <laughs> the 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 reality that 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 you know that happens is Alberto never quite does become the huge Mexican star that they want him to. But they do everything right in this match. They've mm. given him some people who you can see why they would have a legitimate program with. And he goes out there and he beats Jack Swagger clean. You know, mm. it's it's a really good performance. I have enjoyed watching Alberto Del Rio in this period so much, mm. which is why it's impossible now to not say he is one of probably the, the easiest to acknowledge awful people in in the world so <laughs> right. i don't know if you saw but but in the middle of last month he was arrested on, on numerous charges uh regarding uh domestic abuse uh, right. and very serious sexual assault charges um this stuff coming out has been incredibly lurid mm. he has had a troubled past um in the few years that he's been around he keeps losing jobs he's no showing he failed substance uh, uh, tests in uh, wwe when he was there he had a very sort of uh, up and down relationship with the diva page, big age difference that was reported in all of the sort of celebrity stuff. Right. The stories were never cut and dried. They were always chaotic and hard to quite work out what was going on. There was a bit where he was stabbed and he gave a numerous different um, stories, descriptions right. about what had happened. That level of chaos in some ways is more worrying when you read about it than if someone is a grade A prick. You know, right, yeah, and a, yeah, and a yeah, horrible yeah. person. When it's all chaotic, you go, "There's something dark and horrible going on here." It really is. <laughs> uh, he, is he is in prison at the minute. I think. Well, no, I'm sorry. He's been charged. He is out on bail. Uh, it was a very high bail, and he is undoubtedly going to be awaiting trial. Um, I, I would say. I mean, I do talk about it in much better, clearer legal terms in our little newsletter. Mm. Um, but it's um, what, what it basically means is it means a, an entire sort of, it is the end of Alberto Del Rio's career. Um, he is never coming back to WWE under mm. any circumstances. It, right. it, it is over. And uh, I, even earlier this year, he was sort of saying, I'm, I, they've approached me and I'm just working out some details about coming back. And the WWE rushed to say, say we are we are not talking with him, and we will not, you know we he's not coming back. And they obviously uh, again these are people who work with him, and there's obviously an undercurrent of you know there is something dark at the heart of all of this, and this seems to be where it's ended up. Right. Um. It's going to be very difficult watching Alberto Del Rio during these glory years, not knowing what becomes of him. Well, you t- I mean, <laughs> you knew all of this last week, right? last time when we did when he was good last time around. Yeah. Absolute trickster, Mark. No, I was enjoying him. I think I enjoyed him I in think, this. I think last time we recorded, that hadn't happened. Oh, right. So yeah, yeah but like surely it's the fresh. sketchiness is uh, again. We talk about this about like when we mm. record stuff. Wrestlers, <laughs> wrestlers are people who their lives move very quickly. And so I, I was actually aware that when we've listened, to, uh, you know, when when they're going out, yeah. and I think it might even be going out, you know, as we speak now. Yeah. It's been three weeks since he's been jailed, and all I'm doing is raving about how great he is. And you will now <laughs> and you'll go. Get emails, yeah. I thought he was arrested for all of that stuff. <laughs> yes, he was. And I have to listen to myself just going. If there's one person I'm a huge fan of, it's Alberto Del Rio. In and out of the ring. Yes, he is one of those people that I absolutely adore, and whatever he goes on to do is all right with me. <laughs> really, that? really specific things yeah. that I go. Well, how did <laughs> I say that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Put, I don't put ourselves out. Out there like this. If ever he's arrested again, and I mean this, I will give all of my money away <laughs> to charity. It's the fuck, Sharp. He just says, How many holes does a straw have? 
zero, one, or two. The internet can't figure it out, so I've done what any sane person would do. Ask the Luke and the Pete. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and Luke Moore for an unplanned half hour every Monday and Thursday as we talk about, well, anything really, from your emails to life's great mysteries to this guy. The noise you're going to hear sounds like a man being interrupted by a car. He isn't being interrupted by the car. He is making yes. the car sound. How on earth is he doing that? Beep, 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 beep. How does he make that noise? Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Beep, 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 beep. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stakhanov production. Now he, he does in this in this be playing the Mexican hero who wants mm. you know who's going on about America. Yeah. He did take uh, U.S. citizenship right uh, after this match. Oh, I mean, no, no, it wasn't like a thing. After this match, he immediately got it. But um, he <laughs> that's did not it. up for grabs. Though yeah. Florida, I mean, you wouldn't put like, it past them. Like, yeah. like this match, you know, good guys when they triumph in wrestling, it's marvelous. Yes. Um, not all guys triumph <laughs> being good, <laughs> no, do they? No. And uh, it, it is a shame. But yeah, I mean, I, I would, I, would, I, I always, I, oddly, since MVP came back, I was like, they are bringing, they are plucking people back from the past who have still got a few miles left in the tank, you mm. know, a few gallons left in the tank. And I, and I, and I did think to myself last week, I was like, Alberto Del Rio, I think maybe the time is right. And, really? Uh, and then they, well, and, and Alberto Del Rio, he felt very, very strongly that, that I was wrong. <laughs> um, and he wanted to make me look like a prick. Yeah. The, the, let me tell you the least of his crimes. <laughs> <laughs> at, oh, at one dear. point uh, during this match, there's a girl in the audience with half a shaved head and it's taken 29 years in-game and 1100 uh, sorry no 116 episodes of WrestleMe yeah we finally found a cool looking audience member <laughs> I mean uh, it's incredible I was uh, like wow she looked quite cool <laughs> wow I was I was watching the crowd in uh, WCW Starcade 1990 <laughs> there were some some bits where they cut to the crowd and they did a pan that made me absolutely howl with laughter <laughs> just absolutely magic check out the picture bitches yeah I, I would also Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Like if you are an artist and you're looking for a project, an excellent project would be audience members from WW pay-per-view oh, shows. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. 90s. I lovely. Would, I would look at those canvases all day long. <laughs> uh, let's go to the main event, uh, as it should have been. Uh, it's The Undertaker versus CM Punk. It is. It's... I, oh, no. No, no, no. It's <laughs> just... But, like, you got a... Um, Michael Starn, uh, an American football player. I, mm. I, I think that was either at the end, back end of that match. It might have been before they started the promos, but I do, I, he's, an, he's a um, the, NFL player. Yeah, he's a, got, yeah. Football player. I, I, I only know American sports guys from that Netflix um, Michael Jordan documentary. Gotcha. If he's not him or Scotty Pippen, I'm not a clown. I'm not a clown. I don't know any Scottie American. Pippen. I don't know any American soccer players. Scotty Pippen, Scottie from, Pippen from the talking Andre lemon, <laughs> the little Scottie lemony Pippen. boy. Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Scotty Pippen. Little Scotty Pippen. Little apple. Yeah. Tiny I, no, but I watched all. Like I've watched. I've halfway through this, and it's. I'm, the more I'm learning about Matt Jordan is that he's a fucking prick. Um, but, <laughs> okay. but, um, but, and, and, and this documentary was apparently fucking, it, it was, he wasn't involved unless he was going to be able to fucking call the shots. Got you. So even in a documentary where he's had to micromanage this thing uh, on his own reputation, he still comes out bad. And you sort Amazing. of think, Amazing. Well, um, but uh, yeah, so I just don't know any um, Scotty Pippen. Yeah. And like, I watched the basketball documentary. At no point... Does anyone tell that? Come on, go. All of these men are gigantic, <laughs> massive guys. Holy shit, they're tall. The longest men I've ever seen in my life because yeah. I'm used to watching wrestling. Yeah. But they're usually big as well. But Huge. these guys are skinny, slender men, laying long men. Yeah. Oh, slender man. Bas- I've not watched so much On basketball. On Halloween, can we have one basketball match where everyone dresses up as a slender man? <laughs> Just that would be fucking they're thrill. They're so tall and so thin. Yeah, they are. Oh, and when you see them man. with wrestlers, always yeah. a lot taller than wrestlers. Yeah. Always Crazy. a lot taller. Because if a wrestler was as tall as a basketball player, they'd be better off doing that because you get paid more. <laughs> yes, you don't get paid 50 quid. 50 pounds. Oh, you get British promoters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they are probably some of the um, the better payoffs you get at that level of the card in Britain. Um, doesn't make it any better. Um, so CM Punk is, is coming into this match. He's mm. done uh, a, a very long title reign, an unusually long title reign in this era. He's done over 440 days as champion. Uh, he lost the belt uh, to the Rock at the Royal Rumble. Right. Um, and he was vocal about that again rock coming in as a part-timer yeah how are you going to make big stars if you allow part-timers to come in and beat your big stars yeah. um the royal rumble match is a better match than the rock cena match that we have at this right. at this one so cm punk takes on the rock it was uh really you know cm punk's just really good at this point he's really really good in the ring he does all of the the little things he can wrestle you know he can do the facials mm. but there's also an element of bitterness and realness to him, mm, yeah. which makes him more exciting than anyone else. And that's that you get the impression that to get him to agree to anything, there's been a lot of arguments backstage. <laughs> yes. Exhausted yeah. men. The, goes, get him out there. He's, he's out there now. We yeah. can't, can't do it. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Thought, I, I genuinely thought he wasn't going to go today. Every <laughs> single time. Now, he loses to The Rock, but it's a bit overbooked. So mm. he actually defeats The Rock in the ring, I think. And then Vince McMahon comes out and restarts the match because he cheated. 
and then the rock sort of just very quickly pins him mm. and it d- didn't really make either of them look really very good at all <laughs> but overbooked yeah um they then build him for his wrestlemania match and i think you know he he had worked really hard during the year he's obviously faced cena a load of times he's now faced the rock that we knew they were always going to have this match anyway yeah. that was pretty much locked in stone so he does get the biggest match on the card that isn't one that they couldn't really change and that's the undertaker mm. so they start off with a little thing in in march now Undertaker often has a big run to who he's going to face. You know, they build it because it's one of the key matches. And here you are. This is in March, a month before WrestleMania. And they've only just started going, let's work out how Punk's going to get into this. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker basically has a thing where he says, uh, anyone want to face me at WrestleMania? (laughs) Four people come out. Sheamus, Randy Orton, CM Punk and Big Show. And they have a match, uh, a fatal four-way to decide who's going to, to do it. Uh, and CM Punk wins. Right. So he gets to face The Undertaker. The following night, uh, in real life, Paul Bearer, the former Undertaker manager, he dies. He mm. dies of a uh, respiratory problems. Uh, and you would think that that would be an emotional thing that they could, in some way, slowly and gently sort of suffuse the whole thing with. The Undertaker is going to pay tribute... To, to a man who has been with him through the whole way, but is no In, longer there. Instrumental in his success. Yeah, exactly. A man who has worked for this company for the best part of 20 years. When you hear the word Undertaker, I don't hear the word Undertaker. I hear Undertaker. <laughs> exactly. You know, I hear that. Oh, oh, Undertaker. If you can do just the noise O oh. oh, in a way that you go, I know that is. Yeah. That is someone we all know. Yeah. We all know. <laughs> all, they need to, all they need to do was, I think, just sort of go, Remember, this is a real person. And yeah. actually, this is a friend of the Undertaker's. And yes, they were together, but also in real life, they had a bond. Mm. And doesn't that make this emotional? Yes. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. I'm eating all of the ashes. Nom, nom, nom. I'm having sex with the urn. Nom, 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 nom. I'm going to stick the urn up my bum and then pull it out. Ugh. When CM Punk talks about the right thing to do, <laughs> when wrestling's fucking seen him off somehow, oh. mugged him off, I do look at things like this and I go... Yeah. That was a bloke yeah. that the other bloke knew. What were Paul Bearer's family <laughs> thinking? What, uh, you know, they I must have that been... doesn't come out about me marrying very young. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh underage. Crazy Grave <laughs> <Three> robber. <laughs> oh, just, that would be illegal in a lot of states. The worst T-shirt <laughs> you could ever see is on the front. It says, by day, cradle snatcher. On the back, by night, grave robber. (laughs) Amazing. I like it. Oh, that is, I mean, it's being made, so (laughs) (laughs) let's not worry about that. But fuck me. Do they, Uh, I mean, this is the thing about wrestling. I think it is that thing. Look, we've talked about this before, about how sometimes we talk about these people and we forget they're real. You just see the character and you mock them and you laugh at them and, and they die and you go, ah, it was a funny way he died. And actually they're real people. And what's happened here is the whole of WWE have forgotten a person they knew and worked with was a real person. And they are just like, ah, oh, Paul Berry, he's an urn, ah. And Undertaker, you want the, the urn with the ashes of one of your friends, don't you? Ah, well, you can get them over there. Chuck. It's punk just like flipping the urn. Yeah. Paul Heyman dressing up as Paul Bearer. Right. Undertaker sort of like trying to get to him to hit him because he's so upset. And then punk will hit him with the urn that's got the real ashes in until it culminates with, 
with CM Punk undoing it and just pouring all the ashes Pour over Bella. the Undertaker. Pouring, pouring the pouring ashes of, his, the ashes on, of into his, his face. I mean, it just... I, I, I'll tell you who I'm a bit annoyed about in this bit. And that's Undertaker. Because Undertaker, he <laughs> has the, the sway has the to, go, to go... Do you know what? That. No, that's sickening. Yeah. It's absolutely fucking sickening. <laughs> do, do, do you think I didn't know him? <laughs> huh? he, he literally was with me for 20 years, you fucking assholes. <laughs> Why don't I lie on the floor and you can pour it in my face? <laughs> yeah, boys, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's that uh, thing of like, you know, it, maybe I've uh, opted to sort of say that this might be what he might want. But I, if I'm facing down, yeah. uh, I don't know, he died probably a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, um, respiratory problems, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, if, if I'm staring down... He was down, very big boy. He is... <laughs> He's got very big. He maintained his bigness. He, he maintained it. No, it, his, I've yeah. developed it. <laughs> From the cradle... <laughs> To the grave, <laughs> increasing. <laughs> it was not fucking Stevie in his uh, dinner. Um, no, it, he was a big boy, and it, yes, it, it wasn't great the way he did the wrestling body, business the whole life. I, I, maybe, maybe he would have done. There is a part of me that I just sort of think, well, he did have a family, and he was a yes. real human yes, being. Yes, and but the the thing that I I not saying I enjoyed this angle, but it did surprise me and shock me because. This is modern wrestling, and they don't generate. They have a yeah. bit, you know. They've they've dropped people on their fucking heads before. They've killed people. They've they've, they've we've had Benoit and those stories. And you would think, especially only a month after he's died, you know, it was it's less than a month I think after yeah. he died. They they're doing this, and and obviously the angles were you know it, few it, days. It's, it's literally in the week right after he's dead. Yeah, it all starts. You've got. A, You've got to be a pretty fucking confident of the character of the man who's just died because you can't fucking libel the dead. Yeah, and also not I'm bringing out any of that into it, but also you've got to be um, you've got to be really confident that that is what he would have wanted. If those boxes are ticked and you truly feel like you're fucking yeah. on a good day at the fucking office, then fine. But I was so shocked at how fucking real this was and how fucking weird, bizarre world it was. Um, and I didn't see this coming from WWE <laughs> in 2013. So, in, you know, they've, 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 my expectations have been. You enjoyed this angle. You enjoyed been, this. I enjoyed it because it was so. It was so carny. Yeah, it was so it? 80s. Wasn't it was it? so disrespectful. There is something amazing about you go, well, he's dead, but. Do you know what? I think he's still got four weeks working him. <laughs> <laughs> Send his widow 50. Yeah. But what you, I mean, what's amazing about that, of course, is you suddenly realise, shit, they had no angle at all for this. Yes. If, if he died a month out fucking before Fucking from heaven. Like, oh, fucking Thank God, yes. that took care of that. It's fucking... Nice one, Paul. It's, it's fine. Nice. Arrested Development keep on finding the dad's brother. <laughs> that's, a, that's a winner in a cage. That's a, that's yes. a, that's a giver. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, look, I mean, this match is great. I yeah, really, no, it's, really it's enjoyed really, it. Really it's um, really, really good. Uh, Living Colour, the band, play Cult of Personality, which was um, Punk's uh, song that he took. I forget that it's kind of, I forget that how much I did not care for that song, but oh, the solo s- is fucking brilliant. Yeah, like, the solo. Uh, uh, one, of the few, one of the few tracks where you just like, I hate this song, but I love the solo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I didn't realise it was quite as old as it was. It won a mm. Grammy for Best Hard Rock Performance in 1990. Yes. So 13 years before. <laughs> um, I, I mean, this is not performed as well as the recorded version, so. <laughs> no, they are getting on those guys. <laughs> they are, yeah. and they have to make it clear. They go, please welcome New York's own Living Colour. Yeah, because <laughs> that is that is now what I call the Special Olympian defence. Yes. Like based on uh, Chris, what's his name? Cruz, is it? Wait a second, the, who's uh, the governor? 
Oh, Ted Cruz. No, no, the governor oh, we've seen on this. Oh, uh, Chris Christie. Chris Christie. Governor Chris Christie. It's the Special Olympian defence, which yes. is that you go, what can we do to not get this person booed? Please welcome New York's own living colour. <laughs> um, Punk comes out in a hoodie as well. Now, that is a big tick for me. And I noticed he did this at Royal Rumble as well. So he right. comes out wearing a like a sweatshirt, you know, Terry Towley sort of, you know, mm. one of those nice soft grey ones mm. that, that hipsters wear. And it, it, what it says is it says, I am not, your fake pro wrestler. Yeah, I'm I serious. have been warming yeah. up. I have been wearing sports equipment. I have been wearing training gear. Now I'm coming out and I'm staying warm because I am about to do a physical endeavour. <laughs> and I love the little sort of thing of the hoodie. There was a brief period where Randy Orton began wearing one, right. uh, which was like a sleeveless hoodie sort of waistcoat. Oh, thing. like the boy from um, the brother out of uh, Goonies. <laughs> Exactly. Do you, do you, I think he had one there, maybe. It, no, I, I will say, Randy Orton, it looked fucking hot in that. It really did. It was just yeah. one of those things where you sort of go, I never sort of understood what difference clothes make until Randy Orton wore his sleeveless little hoodie um, and you're uh, like, yes, you, mate. Yeah, but you know, like Randy Orton could wear anything that looked fucking amazing. He it's could. A beautiful, he evil could. man. He, he is, evil looking he is. man. I just, I, I just hope he leaves it where he's left it here, where everyone goes, you are a, a king for talking out about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, don't get... Don't, I don't want you... Leave it there. Leave, leave it there. there. Throw Stop. your hand in, cash out, what was Undertaker, never speak again. What was Undertaker's record at uh, the end? 23 and... Uh, yeah, twenty. Well, I think it's like 24 and 1. Yeah, 24 and 1. Randy, you've had your one. Fucking <laughs> 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 go. Leave it, it is, there. It is. Yeah. Please. Please. <laughs> um, uh, they're, just, they're just great. Good, well, the yeah. other thing that Punk does, which is really unusual, compared to the rest of Undertaker's matches, is mm. when Undertaker's music hits... Punk doesn't go, oh, no, I'm just scared of the bells. Uh, he just goes, ah, and he sticks his tongue out and he rubs his hands like, I am ready. And what they're doing there is they're setting up the idea that Punk is, Punk's got a great thing. He's like a proper, uh, the, the sense the sense of like classical tragedy. Mm. When you do classical tragedy, it, it, your hero, your, your protagonist is always a person who is perfect, but has one flaw. Mm. And that flaw will bring them down. Othello, jealousy. Uh, mm. King Lear, it's uh, a, a desperate need for uh, his approval from his daughters, that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, it, it's, uh, or he tests his daughter's love. Let's get that right. This is not the sort of podcast <laughs> that is going to get wrong, the fatal flaw of King Lear. Let me make that clear. So you have one fatal flaw. And with Punk watching this match, you go, brilliant. He is, he is, he's He's got everything. He's cocky. He is able to go in the ring. He's a big star. Mm. But he has one fatal flaw. And his fatal flaw is... He underestimates just how impossible The Undertaker is to beat at WrestleMania. <laughs> and it's just a brilliant... He is so excited watching him come down. And it's just because he knows he's going to win. Mm. But he doesn't know that it, The Undertaker can't special. lose. He can't it's lose just, it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's magic. Mm. Um, when the first bell sort of like sounds, Punk... He just roars. And there's a funny mm. thing about Punk roaring as well, which is you go, this isn't just the character. This is him going, validation. Yeah. I was telling them this from 2010, that I deserve to be in the main event. And mm. they didn't listen. Yeah. And now look at me. I'm at WrestleMania against the fucking Undertaker. Mm. It's, it's, I like that bit where it becomes a real thing, that this is a victory for Punk before it's even begin. Yeah. You know? And Undertaker comes out. He has hands grabbing at him <laughs> in, in red and black, the colours of hell. Oh. Uh, they are a uh, a remarkable selection of wrestlers who were in the NXT uh, system oh, really? at the time. Yeah, those arms belonged to, and there's a really good backstage photo of them all in their bodysuits, red and black bodysuits. Um, but they were uh, Byron Saxton, uh, Victor, uh, who was in the Ascension, uh, Cassius Ono, the son of Vader, a guy called Jake Carter, Xavier Woods, Luke Harper, Sami Zayn, Rusev, Connor from the Ascension. 
and Adam Rose. Not a bad bill. I mean, it was astonishing. I mean, those guys would very much be, you know, doing takeovers and headline most of it. So it's just a really sweet picture of all of them, you know, just I, we are the Undertaker's hand ghouls. Handmen. Handmaidens. Punk is even in, in when this match, you know, as Undertaker comes down, he's got the urn. He's doing that thing where you flip it off the inside of your elbow, <laughs> which is really good. A really cocky, shitty move. I've not done that for years. Doink. Doink. Love it. Um, but it's good because it's also got a sense of he's playing mind games with the Undertaker. Yeah, the Undertaker is fragile. Thing, yeah, this yeah. might be the thing that you know. Punk thought this through. Dead. I know. If you really like rub it in that his mate's dead, yeah. maybe maybe it will make him bad at wrestling. <laughs> you know, he gives it a try. But when they go into probably it, probably going to see more of him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you see more of him than you see him? Did the Undertaker? You, did, did you cremate it, <laughs> or was it Kane? I, I, I can never remember if Kane's involved in the business. Yeah. Well, I think that one of his last appearances was very Kane heavy, wasn't it? Yeah. Like Kane thought. That Undertaker was in an, it was in the uh, coffin and then it opens it up and, yeah. and, and he I was thinking about this out. the other day and it was because uh, someone contacted me on Twitter and I didn't write their name down I'm really sorry about this but they mentioned that Hacksaw Jim Duggan right. carried his 2 by 4 the wood and he said why, why is he called Hacksaw right. when he carries the wood which is the result of using the Hacksaw yeah right? I mean it, I, I sort of get that and I sort of like with Undertaker I had a similar thought <laughs> where I'm like I'm like Right, so you're dead. Yeah. And you're an undertaker. That's a coincidence. <laughs> did, did you, sorry, did you, did you like proceed, pre- preside over your own funeral? Is that how it works? Or did you become an undertaker after death? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it, what a coincidence. Well, I, what a coincidence that you're dead and an undertaker. Well, is a hacksaw, sorry, can I move that hacksaw thing? Yeah. I'm just something, is a hacksaw best, the, like a handsaw is, is a hacksaw a handsaw? Because I'm fairly certain the hacksaws aren't, the best uh, saw for cutting. Words. I know, but I've, I think I've it might be metal. But I've never I heard. Metal? I think I think you're right. I think actually that's the point you made. Hacksaws are specifically used for for, for, for metal. metal. Oh, so some, so something it would like be that. like if if I called myself Sausage Mark Haynes and I came <laughs> out with chips with or a <laughs> net. A net, because I've used the net to, to catch, catch fish, fish, which is like a sausage. Yeah. You know. It's like food. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's absolutely right. I think that was the point he was making, that yeah. hacksaws are solely for metal. <laughs> so, but he's also, he represents the hacksaw by something a hacksaw has created. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing. Brutus the Barber Beefcake wasn't a barber, but he was to actually him, in a different... No. He, he, he was like a... He, he, he sorted out travel agencies, right? <laughs> but then he was like, but it's next to the barbers. It's all confusing. <laughs> yeah. Everything's really strange. I'm travel agent Brutus Beefcake. I'm going to cut your hair. Better give it. Better give it. <laughs> Better if you missed it. my debut, this will be very confusing. <laughs> um, good match. Really yeah. sort of like exciting. We've not seen one like this for a while because previously mm. everyone's been a huge star and what you've got is you've got Punk who is being sneaky and he's fast. He runs mm. away from The Undertaker. I really like the fact he doesn't pretend he's really scared of him. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's a, a nice thing about a generational thing there where you're just going, but I know you're just a wrestler. <laughs> you know, I, I, I am good at this. But it's matches he's... like this that, that will elongate um, uh, The Undertaker's career. Yeah. I'm sure The Undertaker respects that. I'm yeah. sure I'll have a much of a pain in the arse. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> this is one of those matches that they, they did not show very much of on the last ride. Mm. So even though they're dealing with these matches, and yeah. this is the last good Undertaker match. The Brock Lesnar one is good, but Undertaker gets concussed very early on, mm. doesn't remember any of it. And so he does go through the motions yeah. and he's a bit ploddy. But in this one, it's so weird watching The Last Ride and you're so now used to seeing the slow, hippie, 
you know, mm, yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. Gun, I mean, I mean, you know, this one when he moves and he's fast, it's thrilling. Yeah, you were like, Jesus Christ, will you ever get old? We didn't realise <laughs> it would just be next year, you know. <laughs> but but they don't show this one at all on the last ride, and that's because right. of I think the problems they have with CM Punk. Right, but they don't okay. want to sort of like be promoting. Him a, yeah. Every time they put CM Punk on WWE TV, it increases the sense that he's going to come back. Right, and I think a. I think they don't want to antagonise him in that way. I yeah. think B, they're until all fed up of talking it, about it. And, and, C, and until they've got a exactly. in, in C is signed. that thing about going, when, we, when he comes back, we want people to go fucking nuts. Yeah. We don't want it to be a thing where people sort of go, oh, yes, they're definitely talking. They're definitely doing this. Right. So I think it's a, you know, they're, they're playing, a, it's, it's a shame not to see it because this match is, it's now become really the last of the Undertaker matches that, that you don't really think of. Yeah. And this was, it was great. It was so good. Punk is so good in it. He's the perfect foil on this. Couldn't break that table, or could he? <laughs> he couldn't <laughs> fucking break that no, table. No, when he all. jumps off the side of the ring <laughs> and, he, and he wants to just go through the Spanish announce table and he's he not lands heavy enough. He's just not, he's, so hard he's kind of and it sh- makes oh. no difference. He cracks his, uh, it's like, I always get kicked there when I play football, like on the kind of side of the shin. Uh, Fuck me, it's painful. Uh, and there'll be a lump there for days and, and he sort of catches and he grabs his leg a little bit later on and it makes me sort of go he's, he's doing that from exactly where yeah. he caught his fucking leg on the table uh-huh. but the table doesn't go through Undertaker just sort of falls off the table and um, you can really you can, it's really uh, the, the terrible camera um, positioning because mm. Punk gives under, reaches down and gives Undertaker a little squeeze, little squeeze to see if he's, like, he's alright oh. little squeeze squeeze. squeeze squeeze I was like oh that's a disaster that's like, it was so obvious so obvious I, look you know I, I think this match is great yeah, I really enjoyed, really enjoyed it. it it was it was it lifted everything. Great. So, I mean, it was an abhorrent angle, but it was a great story. Great yeah. pace. Yeah. Loved it. And I think, you know, they, they have that the really nice thing about The Undertaker when he ran uh, as the American Badass mm. uh, routine, where they basically, he had a, a phrase where he'd sort of go, try me, I'll make you famous. And that's what this felt like. Oh, that's nice, yeah. It's punk stepping up to sort of go, I will beat you. Mm. And even when he doesn't, he becomes a bigger star because he almost got there. There's a bit where... Uh, Punk gets tombstoned. Mm. I think he, he goes for a, a th- yes, he goes he gets a t- he gets a tombstone. They go for a, a count, and Punk gets out at two. And people go, "Ooh, we knew he was going to kick out." Mm. But what you get here is the audience just going, "I know who's going to win, but I am intrigued and excited to see what you're going to do to get us there." Yeah. And so when you get to that bit where you start getting the kickouts of the tombstone, you go, "We're on the end straight now. Yeah, the end is coming." I wonder how they'll get there. And people are just really, I think, enjoying the art of the wrestling. It's mm. a really strange thing. The crowd are vocal throughout all this. They're quieting down during the sort of middle bit. Mm. But whenever there's a big move, they are up on their feet. Yeah. And when The Undertaker pins Punk, there's a lovely sort of end bit. He does a sort of, he bounces off the rope and he hits a tombstone. Um, uh, no, that is the bit where he counts out too, which sets the sort of seeds as well that, Punk is going to the longer it goes, the more likely Punk is going to is going to win. Mm. That's that's the thing because yeah. Punk is going to somehow sneak it through, and so all of this bit is just going. I think everyone knows that. I'm, I'm getting too confused by what's going on. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely loved it. I just there's a funny bit that I did notice, which is that the the audience are fifty fifty between them, yeah. and that's the first time I've seen that happen in an Undertaker match. So when they start doing dueling punches, one hits, the other hits. There's yay for both of them. Mm. And that seems like a really strange thing. People are always on the Undertaker's side. Here, Punk is popular enough that people are going, 
we would be okay if mm. you won. Um, the referee goes down. He, 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 you know, you know that oh, Punk's going to cheat here. Mm. That's how he's going to win. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Again, that's part of the drama of watching it. They don't care what happens. They just want to see how we get there. Yeah. And we get there in the end. It was the last great Undertaker match. It should have closed the show. The, the streak was so big at that time. Obviously, if you've got The Rock in the main event, The Rock is going to be closing out the show. It's a shame in a weird way that this didn't happen a year when The Rock didn't want to come and do it. Yeah. Because this would have been a this fitting been end it, yeah. to The Undertaker's career. I and mean, CM Punk would have got his headlining. Kind of entirely. Much. This could have been Undertaker's last great main event and it would have entirely delivered. But we would have But we would have sort of like, I mean, we've watched so many of these uh, WrestleManias. Like, the, the, the headlining match is always toilet. It's always yep. just, you know, there's very few kind of main events that really live up to the name. That's true. Um, just one little last note that you'll find interesting. Mm. Um, I, I, my mum and dad have still got the ashes of my uh, my great aunt, <laughs> Carrie, in our spare bedroom. She was cremated, I would say now, over 30 years ago. Right, okay. And they've never, ever managed to get it so that they can uh, have the tomb that she wanted to be put in opened right. up. Um, because there's just some paperwork's got to be done, right? And she has been up there for so long. Jiminy I can't cricket. tell you. I once did a BBC Six Music show with Andrew Collins, and he said, "I've got a section. Can you bring in something really strange and weird from home that we talk about?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. I'll bring in my uh, aunt's ashes." Uh, see you Saturday. Bye. <laughs> and uh, I got a call later that evening from one of the BBC. Uh, I think it might even have been the lawyer, <laughs> just just saying under no circumstances <laughs> you to bring oh, human yeah. matter. Andrew Collins having a little uh, <laughs> tell 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 little tattle tale. Tell tell tell. I will. Tongue will split, <laughs> and all little doggies will Cut have a Cut forward to the bit. show that we did on Saturday. <laughs> Andrew Collins on the floor, me pouring the ashes <laughs> of my dead heart into his mouth <laughs> to absolute wonderful critical acclaim. <laughs> Wrestle me, Pete. Wrestle me, Mark. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.